The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome to your Red Friday episode of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Pete Sweeney. Let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for New Year's Eve morning, Friday, December 31st. Yeah, I mean, he was excited. Uh, he was he was annoyed that he couldn't he couldn't be back in the building. I mean, even um, the day after we, when we came back and we really have an off day, but the guys come in to watch film and he couldn't be in the building. He was he was still annoyed about it. I mean, he uh he loves he loves this game and uh, he loves being out there with the guys and being able to play. So it, it crushed him not being able to play with us. Um, but, um, I mean, I thought the guys stepped up. I thought the tight ends did a great job blocking and catching the football. I thought guys like Pringle, McColl, uh, Tyreek even got out there. And, I mean, he was just off the COVID list. So he was exhausted out there just trying to do what he could to contribute. I mean, it was it was a, a total team effort. The offensive line did a great job giving me time in the pocket. Um, and uh, we went out there and found a way to get a win. And that, that's, all, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yes, that's right. This week we received the news that everyone had been waiting for. Andy Reid confirmed on Wednesday that all members of the Chiefs' active roster had, in fact, cleared the COVID-19 protocol. That means we'll see tight end Travis Kelsey make his return to the field Sunday afternoon against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Chiefs put on a show against the Pittsburgh Steelers without Kelsey and a limited Tyree Kill. Now they get a chance to make another statement at full strength against an up-and-coming AFC contender. The Bengals currently sit at number three in the AFC. The Chiefs know what's at stake, and with a fully healthy roster heading into Sunday, they can claim the number one seed in the AFC, so long as the Titans lose to the Dolphins. Could we be in store for some more Miami help on Sunday? Some injury notes here. Running back Clyde Edwards-Elair is week-to-week with his shoulder injury. He's unlikely to play in this game. Joe Tooney missed practice on Thursday due to a non-COVID illness. We'll see his status on Friday. Yeah, I mean, to your first question with Joe, I mean, uh, not only is he a great football player, I think he's a great leader. Um, he has that special knack where you can he can lead anybody. And no matter where he's at, he, he can go out there with that, that swag, that mentality of, of I'm going to win no matter what. Um, and it takes... It takes a lot of experience. It takes a lot of just going out there and doing it for people to believe that. And so he has that as well as, well as the physical talent to go out there and, and make a lot of stuff happen. Quarterback Joe Burrow and the Bengals are coming off a game in which they put up 525 passing yards against the Baltimore Ravens, boosting their seventh most points in the league at 27 and a third points per game. If you're wondering, the Kansas City Chiefs are currently fourth at 28.1 
points per game. It's worth noting that Mahomes and Burrow also have shockingly similar numbers on the 2021 season, with Burrow throwing 30 touchdowns to 14 interceptions and over 4,100 passing yards. Mahomes has thrown 33 touchdowns to 13 interceptions and has thrown for just over 4,300 passing yards. This isn't to say Burrow is quite on the Mahomes level, at least yet, but this young Cincinnati offense is clearly on the rise and could give this Chiefs defense some problems on Sunday. Where the Chiefs clearly have an advantage is along the offensive line. Burrow has been sacked 47 times this season, more than any other QB in the NFL. While this game has a chance to be an offensive shootout, the Chiefs' pass rush could be a major problem for the Bengals. Yeah, uh, really, really impressive. I, I mean, look at, this may sound crazy, but I see a young Tom Brady. I mean, this guy does everything. He does not look like a second-year quarterback that missed a lot of his first year. Um, totally impressed with him. Began the meeting on Tuesday. You know, we were just finishing up on the last game, but began the meeting talking about Joe because I think he's that good. Um, all the weapons we've talked about and all that, uh, but you got to have a quarterback that can get it done, and he really does. Uh, we're going to try to find out some ways to make him uncomfortable. Uh, easier said than done. Burrow is only in year number two of his NFL career after he had a fantastic rookie season cut short by an ACL tear. You can't argue that he is an ascending star based on his performance here, but the Chiefs defensive coordinator is putting some lofty expectations on the Bengals' young passer. When you look at the tape, you see why Burrow has found so much early success in the NFL. He is an overly athletic, but the IQ shows up on a weekly basis when he's hitting wide receivers no matter the amount of pressure in his face. Spags also praised his wideout group, calling them the best trio of wide receivers the Chiefs have faced this year. Yeah, I mean, we saw a bunch of it uh, Sunday. So but teams are teams are mixing more than what we think. So we're seeing some shell. We're seeing some single safety. Mill, we're seeing some man. Uh, they throw a lot of stuff at you. So and this crew is no different. I mean, they. They've got a whole package that um, uh, that they really execute well. A lot of these teams that run a lot of things, they they'll mix them up and have problems. But this crew here does a great job. Their their defense coordinator is uh, must must be a phenomenal teacher. I've never worked with him, but it looks like he does a great job teaching. So um, you know that, uh, but just practicing through it and and knowing uh, you know knowing how to check down, where to check down, all those things becomes so important. Route runners, knowing how to play within zones becomes important. Um, and so, and being on the same page. And and then the offensive line's also got a part of that. So it's, it's not one, you know, it's not one person. I've said that from the get-go. You know, it's not one person that makes you, makes you roll there. Remember when opposing defenses had figured out the key to stopping Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Well, the old cover two narrative isn't exactly holding up right now against Mahomes and Andy Reid. Sorry to say this to outside fan bases, but it kind of seemed inevitable here. Reid is simply too brilliant a play caller. Mahomes is too special of a player for that to be the thing 
that continued to hold the Chiefs back all year. Kansas City's offensive success is basically back to where it was early in the season, minus the massive amount of turnovers. The offensive line looks like it's finally come together in a way that should strike fear across the rest of the NFL. Yeah, I think it was just staying with the process. I mean, that, that was the biggest thing. I mean, no one held their head down. Uh, we knew that there was a lot of season left, and we everything that we wanted was out in front of us. Um, and so uh, our guys came in with the right mentality every single day to get better. Um, and, and we're sitting where we're at now, but the job's not finished. I mean, we still have to try to find a way to get this number one seed and playing two great football teams these next two weeks um, and then try to make a, a run in the playoffs. So we understand that it's not done yet. Uh, it's, it's been great these last few weeks, but we still have a long ways to go. Mahomes is one of the most successful quarterbacks in NFL history through this point of his career. So when the Chiefs struggled to start the year, it was always going to be a major talking point across the league. Patrick Mahomes' play has been a little down compared to his usually lofty standards, but he's still putting together an exceptional season. On Thursday, Mahomes was named the NFL's AFC Offensive Player of the Month for December. Mahomes led the Chiefs to four big wins in the month, three over AFC West division rivals, the Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers, before finishing with the win over a familiar conference foe, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Chiefs were the only undefeated AFC team in December. Mahomes' numbers in the month, 89 of 130, over 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns, and just two interceptions, a 108.8 passer rating in the month. He also recorded 64 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. You know, uh, sometimes without no bad luck, some of us wouldn't have any good luck at all. And sometimes you got to have those struggles because the thing that you need to do is to find out who's all on board, okay? On top of that, I thought it brought us together more so as a staff and also even together as a team because these guys understood exactly what was needed to be done. They also, we also learned the, the valuable lesson not to take this for granted. We're just not good enough to show up, okay? And those are the things that you have to go through in order to get to this point. Now, there's still some life lessons that we're going through, but when it's all said and done with, like I told you guys before, if we handle that the right way, we'll reap the rewards of it you know, down the line. And what it has done is just helped us to grow together completely together as a team. The Chiefs offensive coordinator mentioned something similar when he discussed the good luck, bad luck that you face throughout the course of the NFL season. If the Chiefs indeed managed to make it to a third consecutive Super Bowl, the story will be about how much this team overcame to emerge once again as one of the truly elite teams in the NFL. I think our best is yet to come. Uh, I feel like we got a ways to go. I feel like we're still striving uh, as a unit to get better um, with chemistry uh, in, in some areas. Uh, but I feel like we continue to go on upwards and we continue challenging, getting each other better at practice and make sure that's translating to the game. And um, competing, you know, competing at the highest level. We got a lot of competitors in this room, so, you know, um, I think that that, that that mind frame right there will, uh, at the end of the year, we'll continue going up, maybe so for the playoff, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. As mentioned, who comes out on top in this game between the Chiefs and the Bengals will have a lot to do with the performance of the Chiefs' pass rush against that Bengals' offensive line. 
Since Melvin Ingram's first game with the Chiefs in Week 9 against the Green Bay Packers, KC's defense has doubled its sack total on the season, and they've forced 20 turnovers in that time span. For perspective, the Chiefs had only forced eight total turnovers as a defense prior to the Melvin Ingram trade. The defensive turnaround has to do with every moving part from Steve Spagnolo and playing his younger, more talented players. Also, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and Tarverius Ward finally getting healthy. And yes, getting Ingram along that defensive line. With a turnaround like this, it's kind of hard not to trust the mayor of Sac Nation when he says the best is still ahead for this pass rush. And you could trust me as the mayor of the Arrowhead Drive for this year's New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. If you enjoy the Arrowhead Drive, please subscribe to the entire Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And while you're there, leave us a rating and a review. Coming up later today, it's another episode of Show and BK as they have your full Chiefs and Bengals game preview. As for me, that's a wrap for now. I'm Pete Sweeney. I'll catch you on Monday for the next edition of the Arrowhead Drive.